I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, hello, and welcome to Food Network Obsessed. This is the podcast where we dish on all things food with your favorite chefs, food influencers, and Food Network stars. I'm your host, Jamie Sire, and today we have a Bronx favorite returning to talk about his treasured holiday traditions and the cozy Italian side of TikTok. He is a chef, entrepreneur, sweater connoisseur, and competing on Beat Bobby Flay Holiday Throwdown, it's Christian Petroni. Christian, welcome back to the podcast. We figured out that exactly 100 episodes have passed since we last had you on. So I guess, what are some highlights from the past couple of years? My gosh, that is a loaded question. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I feel like so much has happened. I feel like I've learned so much, so, so much. And oh my God, I don't know where to start. I mean, you know, I, I... I'm a restaurant guy from day one and the last few years I have not been right. Mm-hmm. So that's like really, really different. And it's, it's, it's been by design. It actually, you know, it came about obviously through unfortunate circumstances mm-hmm. and, you know, business partners and all that kind of stuff. And, and it gave me the opportunity to sort of really go all in on, on, uh, happiness and fulfillment and and doing what we want trying to get what we want out of this world right and supporting our family at the same time you know so i sort of went like all in on trying to get a cookbook deal working on this frozen food concept what else i mean just like making content i took this little studio here in port chester new york and was like i remember i walked in and i was like all right, we're going to make, you know, this is going to be for making content and writing the book. And then you walk in, you're like, how do you make content? How do you edit? <laughs> how do you film? You know? And and it was like a good year of like throwing spaghetti at the wall, like here by myself <laughs> in the studio, like trying to see what sticks and what works. And, and for me, one of the most exciting things was sort of like, naturally being able to evolve into my own style of how I want to portray myself to the world. And Mm -hmm. specifically, you know, being a first generation Italian American, I learned also in just the past few years, what a unique lens that is uh, on the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really grateful for it. So a big part of Everything I do is sort of like always ties back to my childhood growing up in the Bronx, you know, being there with my two, you know, technically off the boat Italian parents. Right. (laughs) And 
experiencing what that meant, you know, not just culturally, but like just food wise, right? Dinner at home every day at five o'clock. It just parlays beautifully into my message for me and, and, and what I want to put out in the world. And it's, it's reminding people of these, these little traditions or these little dishes from the New York side, right? And then someone would roll along. We, you know, weren't a wealthy family, to say the least, right? <laughs> so we would go to live with Nonna on the island of Ponza, mm-hmm. off the coast of Naples, technically a province of Rome, but we speak Neapolitan, right? And mm-hmm. and in those months or in that month and change, experiencing like the real, like where my mother's home cooking style sort of came from. And it was like these two very different worlds that I got to live in. And what was so funny and interesting about it was like where I was on 241st and White Plains Road, it was, there were a couple Italian families and then it was predominantly like Jamaican, Guyanese, Puerto Rican. So all of my friends that I went to St. Anthony school with on Richardson Avenue off White Plains Road would all go back to their families, whether it was in Guyana or my best friend, Daniel Murphy was from Belize, right? And they'd go back to Belize and my friends would go back to Jamaica and I'd go back to Italy. And then like, we'd all converge, you know, first day of school and we were all, you know, a good part of us were out of the country for most of the summer and it all seemed normal. You know, and until now, I realized how fortunate I really was to be able to have that that sort of lens mm-hmm. provided to me living with my uncle Louie and Nonna, my you know my mother out there, and and just experiencing that. So that's like fast forward to now. <laughs> all those experiences, all that food from both sides of the pond that I want to I want to like really get behind and put forth into the world. I mean, you've been doing that, and it's been so it's been so fun to watch because. I remember we had that first conversation, you know, like I said, 100 episodes ago, and you were telling us all those stories about your summers and those memories and and just to kind of see the evolution. You know, you you mentioned throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what stuck. Well, I mean, from my perspective, what stuck is you, you know, kind of cooking just these Italian dishes in your cozy sweaters and your your Bronx accent and really just telling stories about food and in your memories. What do you love about this outlet and this newfound social media, you know, fandom and stardom? Stardom makes me (laughs) nervous. I love you. That's my word. No, I think that we're all so, so lucky. We're so lucky. I used to say that we were lucky for social media as for me, for me as a chef, Cause I could see what, you know, chefs and cooks that I, I read about or looked up to or restaurants I went to, you can see what they're doing in real time. Like what a beautiful, you used to have to buy a cookbook or a mag, you know, and I still love those things. I want to tell you about my cookbook. Um, (laughs) These are all beautiful things, but those used to be the only ways to sort of get out there and see what was going on in the world. And now it's like, oh, Chris Bianco's making artichokes today. Like, I would have never known that. (laughs) (laughs) I get to see it. And you get to like be in, it's like inspiration overload, right? Mm -hmm. And so I used to be just grateful for that opportunity. And as that all evolved, where now we all get to really go all in on showing the world what we do. Right. And what makes us happy and hoping that it's not even hoping, but, you know, yeah, sure. Maybe in the hopes that people are going to see it, be inspired by it, want to follow, want to, you know, like sort of keep all these these for me, culinary legacies sort of going. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I did this video like a month or so ago with this like Italian almond syrup that we grew up with called Orzata. Mm-hmm. And my dad would, or my mom would just get a glass of ice. You put this almond syrup in there, some salsa water, you know, so we always had cases of salsa water. <laughs> Mix that up. And it was like, that was a big part of like my childhood. Like we weren't drinking like Coca-Cola's 
and stuff like that. And like, if we were going to have like a soda type treat, it was this Orzata, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to like make this quick little video, you know, uh, uh, of me making this drink and seeing how many people had that same exact memory and haven't even thought about Orzata in 20 years and mm-hmm. like, where can, you know, where can I get it? I'm going to you go know, at people going on, you know, Amazon ordering Orzata. Then you get tagged and, you know, for the next two months, like people making that drink. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a, that's really cool for me. Right. Uh, even like something I did recently did these like sweet potatoes that my mother would, it was like my only cooking responsibility on Thanksgiving. Was that, <laughs> the, tab, the brown butter, the tab of butter, the brown sugar, the tab of butter on these sweet potatoes. And, they, you know, my mother's sweet potatoes. To me, they're my mother's sweet potatoes. They're so simple. And so I do this reel. And then, like, over Thanksgiving, you get tagged on, like, a hundred different people that made it. And you're looking wow. at it on their dinner tables. And you're like, you nailed it. That, like, <laughs> it's like looking like it's like my mother went to your house and made you these potatoes. Like, shout out to Fiorella. Good for you, sweetheart. <laughs> you know? It's so cool. It's so cool. Even like frying leftover spaghetti, uh, leftover like uh, rigatoni. And mm-hmm. and that was like my favorite sna- after school snack. My mother take the leftover pasta, usually like a rigatoni or a penne that's been sitting in its sauce, you know, from the day before al dente, long distant memory. Right. And you get a nonstick pan, olive oil, lay out these rigatonis, get them nice and crispy and like the best snack ever and <laughs> making that video and people being like, yes, yes, that was my favorite after school Aww. snack. It's it's very cool. I'm very grateful for it. Yeah, no, it's it's such a cool way to connect with fans and, and find those, you know, commonalities, like you said, from your childhood. And it is like taking a little stroll down Christian Petroni's, you know, childhood lane, I guess. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some of your holiday traditions as well. But you are on a very Italian episode of Beat Bobby Flay Holiday Throwdown. This is a Feast of the Seven Fishes episode alongside Alex Guarnaschelli, Antonio Lafaso, yeah. and Michael Simon. For anybody who's unaware, can you first just explain the tradition of the Feast of the Seven Fishes? Yeah, the Feast of Seven Fishes, in short, is just a very traditional Christmas Eve Italian dinner, right? As far as the detail of it, I got to assume, you know, the fish situation was probably something to do with religion. So there was no meat that day, you know, maybe the day before Christmas. I don't know. I just know. <laughs> you that, just show um, up. <laughs> I show up to my T. Rose's house in Rybrook, New York, every Christmas Eve my whole life. And we ate fish. It was a fish dinner. Right. And that's my tie and my love and reverence for it. I'm sure there's a history to it that doesn't need to be exactly seven fishes. Could be four fishes. Could be 14 fishes. It's just... You know, they call it the Feast of Seven Fishes. When you're talking about just these times in restaurants and these memories, how does that compare to when you're on set, especially for Holiday Throwdown? And, and what's what what are some of the similarities and differences between the two? Well, first and foremost, grateful. And I'll say it every time, all day, every day, anytime I'm shooting, um, grateful mm-hmm. to be there, grateful for the opportunity to take essentially the only thing I know really, right. Is like, you know, the food and the, and the, and the cooking world and restaurants and being able to do it in that way. I'm like, you know, like shout out, shout out to food network, obviously, because, you know, we were just talking the other day I was on set. We were just talking about my first time being on television on food network. Mm -hmm. And that was chopped, right. Chopped season four which was like a hundred years ago or so long (laughs) time ago, (laughs) long time ago. Right. And going on competing on that first episode and winning that first episode. And, and I forget the timeline exactly, but I believe what I was told is I was one of the first contestants on that show to be invited back to guest judge an episode, which turned into, what, 10 years? Oh my God. Like, I don't know, like a long time. Right. (laughs) And, and from that moment, from then to now, anytime I step foot on a set, anytime I get to do what I do on food network, it's, it's really like 
it still blows my mind like every minute, you know, it's just uh, it, grateful, grateful for it. What was the vibe like on set for this particular shoot with so many talented Italian chefs? You've got Bobby, of course. What is the atmosphere like in a situation like that? Everybody wants to win, <laughs> especially Antonia. Oh, my God, Antonia. I love you. She is. She was like, man, when you're if you ever find yourself on a set preparing to compete and Antonia Lavasso is in your vicinity. <laughs> you should be you should be scared, honestly. You should be nervous because there's probably no one in that room. There's probably no one for about five square miles that <laughs> wants it, that wants it more than Antonia, right? So then like at, at the same time, being on the set with Antonia, Mike Simon, you know, Gornish Shelley, who, who else was there that day? Uh, and obviously Bobby. I mean, mm-hmm. geez, it's very cool because I can truly say that every person on set that day were are people that I truly admire before I even got to become close with them and friends mm-hmm. with them and and the support that I got from my food network world when I was losing my restaurants and just you know, the Voltagios and the Greenspans and the guys and the Bobbies and the Antonias and the, the I mean, I, I, there's, there's so many, uh, Rocco, like, they really got, they helped me get through some of the hardest times of my life. And so mm-hmm. that just, it just piles on to being grateful to be on that set with these folks, right? Mm-hmm. But like, you, so, but for the holiday episode of Feast of Seven Fishes on Beat Bobby Flay, having all these incredible chefs around you. It just, it, it just, it, how is this work? I don't know how we can even call it work. It, just, <laughs> it, just, it turns into the best day ever. And it's, and it's great. What do you like about the holiday throwdown version of beat Bobby Flay versus the classic? I mean, the classic is so right. <laughs> it is so, it's so good. It's executed so well. The gameplay is so on point that any spin-off version of it is already starting on such a solid, solid, solid foundation, right? And then this holiday version, I really feel like, because this is my second year doing this, and what's great about it is that now you have even more awesome talent in the same room and Everybody wants to win, but everybody's still having fun. Everyone's still busting each other's chops. You know, I, I like, I call Bob and it comes out naturally. It was like, I call him Bob, you know, <laughs> hey Bob. and he gets such a kick out of it. And and it's like, you know, so then you he, he start really, you know, hammering and, you know, calling him Bob and giving him a hard time. And he's such a great, you know, sport about, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, he, he's so good, you know, and, and, and like. The whole the whole experience is just one of my favorite things to do, whether it's the holiday special or I'm blessed enough to come in as a as a co-host. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like <laughs> when I started doing Bobby's show and I started doing me Bobby Flay, I did many, many appearances as a judge, which is so awesome. And when, you know, he pulled me up and brought me up and gave me a shot to host, I was like, it just it's like. You know, it comes from Bobby, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and he, he and he gave me that opportunity. And it's just like incredible. It's incredible. Like the day I hosted with Meredith from the office. Like, are, are you kidding? Oh, my me? gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> I would have died. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did. I did for about 20 seconds. I did. You know, like, come on. Uh, we, wow. we need to host one together. <laughs> How did that not happen? Actually, I don't like, know. Seriously, let's let's get Bob on the phone. <laughs> come on, Bob. Yeah, FaceTime Bob, somebody. When we come back, Christian talks about the holiday traditions he looks forward to every year, and later reveals his favorite Italian restaurants. Up next. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Last time we got to talk to you about all of your your favorite Italian, you know, kind of summer traditions. What like Christmas and holiday traditions do you look forward to this time of year? That's a good question. I don't know if it's so much any specific traditions. There's so many little things, you know, here and there that we do. But everything changed recently in recent years. Right. You get married. Things change a little bit. Mm -hmm. You get one kid. Things change a little bit more. You get that second kid. You're like, whoa, things are pretty different. <laughs> at this point. And for me, I'm always looking when the holiday season comes along. I chase that feeling that like that, that magic. It's, it's like that magic holiday feeling. Mm-hmm. And I chase it however I can. And not even... It's a very organic callback when I say the one tradition that really, really, really hammers in like, yo, it's Christmas is seven fishes Christmas Eve at my Taziz house. We call, you know, Taziz house, Sierra Rosa, my beautiful mom and dad, all of us just, you know, having just the best memories on Christmas Eve was like, for me, was like the the big one I'm seeing my cousin, John who's like the my first cousin and like, you know, a brother. And, and even to this day, sometimes, you know, you have a hard, sometimes you can have a hard time finding that, that feeling like you're like, you're really looking for it, you know, and everybody's busy. The world's a crazy place, whatever reason it is. Right. You know, I really try hard to put myself in that spirit and walking into Tzitzi's house on Christmas Eve is always the like the final push of like, here you go, kid. Here's, mm-hmm. here's a little magic for you. The smell, the fireplace going. She does this like uh, eggnog that is mm. is just so strong. And we don't, we're, not, we're, we're not like eggnog people, you yeah. know, like we're not like, you know, we didn't. I think that time of year, this time of year, though, it's just like I'm not an eggnog person either. But for some reason, this time of year, I'm like, yeah, I want some. I love and, you know, all those like embracing those uh, whatever you call it, American type traditions mm-hmm. that like weren't super predominant in our lives. But like we had cool parents and cool aunts and uncles and like, you know, that would would expose us to some different stuff. Right. Yeah. I thought for sure you were going to say and I might be saying this wrong. Struffily. Uh, am I say it? Struffily. 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 <laughs> Struffily. Yeah, sh- Truthfully season. I think I post at least a couple times a year. I post the same picture, which is actually from the Beard House, like a dinner I did a hundred years ago. 
which is like a, a pile of shufili with like my favorite spoon on top of it. <laughs> and it could, it'll be the middle of summer or the most random times. And I'll just, I'll just post that picture and I'll be like, just wake me up when it's shufili season. <laughs> Please just wake me up when it's shufili season. And from, you know, the cold weather, the fall leading up to the cold, like these are like my favorite times. So that like for me, this means truthfully season, right? What and is truthfully if somebody doesn't know listening? Truthfully are like these little fried balls of dough that are <laughs> soaked in honey and get covered in like non-perito, like little sprinkles, right? Mm -hmm. Very simple. You know, I remember being in grammar school, St. <laughs> Anthony's on our birthdays, you know, you know, your parents come and like bring cupcakes, you mm -hmm. know, and stuff. And one year, some reason my mom brought truthfully instead of cupcakes and i was just like so like wow what do you why why are we having truthfully for my birthday like at, the, <laughs> at school and it's like so it's it's like one of those just home style very simple desserts that that it, it is it's it's a special thing and it hits a very special uh note in my heart and it's and, and it comes around during the holidays mostly yeah. And they and they are. I mean, like you see that photo. I know exactly which photo you're talking about because I've seen it, obviously, you know, many <laughs> times. But yeah. it, it does feel magical. You know, you've got the, the rainbow sprinkles and it just looks so cozy and and magical. Like you said, this time of year is so magical. And I feel like we we get a lot of those like cozy feels from from what you share on, on your on your social media. Oh, well, you, you want to talk about magical during the holiday season as well. There's nothing more hectic than and beautiful than Arthur Avenue mm. during Christmas time. I love Arthur Avenue. It's you got lines out the door for, you know, Mike's Deli to see David Greco. He lined out the door at Calabria, Casa di Mozzarella, Borgatti's, Terranova, Adeo, like everyone just stocking up. And you got these, you know, horse and carriages going up and down the street. Like, you know, like the whole thing is so magical. And like Arthur Avenue alone is such, to me, is such an incredible magic place. And at Christmas time, it's sort of like, you know, dialed up a little bit. Like if you haven't experienced that, you know, you really should, you really should just get, get out to the Bronx, go to Arthur Avenue and, and just walk around, walk into the shops, say hi to the folks. Like it's a pretty special place. It's a very special place. It really is. It was one of the first dates that I had with my partner, Justin, we met there. I was still living in Connecticut and it still is like, hold such a special place in my heart. Like all those shops that you mentioned are like all must stops. You've got to get the raviolis. You got to bring home some mozzarella and all the things. What about red sauce joints up what, there? Where, where do you go? Jamie, Cause I feel like. <laughs> one yeah. second. Hold on a second. Rewind. Whose idea was it to, for first date on Arthur Ave? His or yours? Uh, his. <laughs> shout out. Shout out. Shout out to him. <laughs> Very good move, my friend. And it, it seems like it might have. It seems like it might have worked. So, it did. It did. Yeah, we're yeah, still together smart. seven years later. <laughs> very smart. He's a smart guy. I like that. Very. All oh, right. I'm sorry. Okay. Now I'm back. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. I'll have to. I'll have to have him listen to shout out. <laughs> no, like your red sauce joints. Where is your favorite one? Because there are so many available on Arthur Avenue, off Arthur Avenue in that area. And, you know, they all kind of have their own little special something. My favorite restaurant on Arthur Avenue is Roberto's. Mm. Robert, Roberto is is an absolute neighborhood legend from Napoli. Roberto's is not necessarily red sauce. Roberto's is, you could describe it as like the only fine dining restaurant on Arthur Avenue, mm. but it's not like, you know, snooty it's just a really incredible Italian restaurant if you ask me my favorite red sauce restaurant it's actually you got to go a little further up into Yonkers hmm. to Silvio's okay Silvio's in Yonkers I forgot oh God, I can't even tell you the street somewhere by the White Castle like oh, downtown <laughs> Yonkers right besides the fact that Silvio's an amazing human being a neighborhood sort of staple and and so good to his community when you want to talk about red sauce, when you want to talk about red sauce staples made the right way and backed up with 
you know, hospitality and love and wanting to be there. Silvio's and Yonkers. There's a picture of, of Silvio's van on my Instagram right now. I'll pin it so <laughs> everyone can see it and go to Silvio's. You know, it's just penne vodka done well. Shrimp parm, an absolute abomination to, you know, the Italian culture and cuisine. <laughs> and on the other side of the pond is just one of my favorites in the whole world, right? His, you know, from the chicken parms, his focaccia, clams oreganata, chicken marsala, for whatever marsala you like and with that that deep brown sauce with the mushrooms and sort of running through it with a potato croquette and and just looking at it and just saying like yeah like i i love silvio's like that's <laughs> that's what i'm talking about dessert is a is your choice of a tartufo or a tortoni you know the little almond ice cream in the paper cup with the cherry on it and the shaved almonds <laughs> i mean silvio's focaccia is so light, so beautiful, like like the top of a creme brulee, crisp but on the bottom, and then like <laughs> put and then you put like a cloud on top of that. Silvio's focaccia just is beyond reproach, as my friend Carl Ruiz used to say. It's just absolutely perfect. Wow. All right. Well, if that's not on everybody's list immediately, I I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but, but Jamie, but Jamie, and also places like that are like disappearing, man. Yeah. People like Silvio are not around anymore, and there's so many. Great gems, whether it's an Italian restaurant or your favorite Indian restaurant or a taco stand. There's so many gems that, you know, you don't see them on social media. You don't you wouldn't really know when you walk in there and you're just like, this needs to never, ever go away. You know, you talk a little bit about how you're not in restaurants anymore, but you do have your garlic bread at Yankee Stadium, which I think is pretty cool. What was that? call that moment like <laughs> man that was wild jamie that was wild <laughs> there was such a long road that led to that right from being out of the restaurants and literally making garlic bread out of the back of a pickup truck um wearing commercial ovens like gave me a couple of free deck ovens and hooking those up to a generator and like doing pop, like pop-ups in parking lots, right? Mm -hmm. Selling the garlic bread. And that evolving over a couple years into launching it on Gold Belly, which was so exciting, right? Mm -hmm. And then the day Gold Belly goes live to get a DM from the Yankees. They're like <laughs> they like, DM'd uh, you? <laughs> yeah, Matt Gibson. Well, an incredible human, an incredible chef was like, can we talk about doing garlic bread at the stadium? And I was like, can you shut your butt? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, uh, oh, my God, you know, and going down there, working it out with the team, the culinary team at Yankee Stadium. It was supposed to originally be one concession up in the 300s, which we have. And then that evolved into like getting one right next to like Bobby and Marcus on the main concourse and, and, and being, having the Petroni, the Petroni name, like on, on screens and signs in Yankee stadium. Very crazy for me. Very crazy for me. We grew up not too far from the stadium. My dad, you know, was a construction worker, a carpenter. He had his side gig with the vegetables or doing carpentry stuff at folks houses. And like currency was like, in the Bronx back then was like cash and Yankee tickets supplemented with it. Right. And so we <laughs> never, ever paid for Yankee tickets. We always went to games. We always, maybe sometimes we had good seats. Sometimes we had bad seats. It was, it was like, whenever we got tickets, we went, you know, sitting down in this, in the original stadium and like getting the helmet with the ice cream in it. Right. You know, uh -huh. and, and just like, or even parking in the parking lot under the L under the highway, which was under the Deegan, that original parking lot mm -hmm. where they used to do farmer's markets also. And parking your car and walking through that tube. There was this tube that went from that parking lot to the main sort of con outdoor like courtyard of Yankee Stadium. And you walked into that tube and it was a very specific smell, but there <laughs> were very specific sounds of people exciting 
excited walking to the Yankee game. There was a gentleman who was always playing the flute in that tunnel, right? And like, get a little emotional thinking about it. Being with my dad, you know? Christian, you're getting old. You had a daughter and a son, and now you're crying every five minutes. Um, making those you're memories me with my cry. dad. Oh, <laughs> making those memories with my dad. Even today, when you can get like the just the right combination of smells and sounds that mimic that tunnel just a little bit, and you're like, you're, you're transported back to a Yankee game, walking mm-hmm. into the stadium, right? So. To be, to like be, uh, to be doing anything with the Yankees, uh, but to be selling garlic bread in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, that was wild, Jamie. That was wild. What would what wild. would that what would that eight year old Christian who's walking through that tube to get to the Yankee game think of now, Christian having garlic bread for sale at the stadium? He'd probably be a little bummed that he wasn't selling helmets filled with ice cream, but <laughs> but it's 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 not it's 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 beyond belief, right? Like I grew up in an environment where we were taught that we can do anything. My parents came to this country; they figured it out, and like anything is possible at that point, right? But TV notoriety outside of our neighborhood was never something that I was actively looking for. Right. So like, yeah, I don't know. I was, it just wouldn't have ever ever been a thought in my mind. And it's just, it just still blows my mind to this day. Just, and, and the doors that it opened for me when, when that, when that, that first Yankees press release went out before opening day that I was going to, you know, Christian Petroni's garlic bread is a newcomer to the stadium. It's just everything changed for me that day. And, you know, you're talking to the most grateful guy ever. Um, Another iconic thing that you were a part of since the last time we talked is the living art installation in the windows of the original Barney's for Louis Vuitton making mozzarella sandwiches. I mean, like, which one was better? The the Yankees call or or that one? (laughs) Dude, it's like there's a gentleman named Rob, his graffiti name, Rob1970. Rob was from my neighborhood of like the Bronx, like Yonkers area, New York. And he started a a streetwear brand that is legendary to this day called A-Life, right? Mm-hmm. Rob is an, is an amazing, an amazing artist, visionary, just very, really great guy. And uh, I was already just honored to like be friends with Rob, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we did some cool projects together. I was in a, a book that he did with Puma. We've, he's always been so good to me, right? And he calls me one day, a few months before Christmas, randomly, and he's like, Chris, yo, Chris. He's like, if you had a window in Barney's to do an art installation, <laughs> what would you do? And I remember it like, so I'm, I'm so confused how my brain works sometimes. I did not even <laughs> hesitate a second. And I just said, mozzarella sandwiches. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't <laughs> know how I would go about it. But I was like, I said, mozzarella sandwiches. I go, we'll pull mozzarella. I would pull mozzarella and build something around that. And then, you know, getting a call like a week later, like, yo, let's do this. And mm-hmm. I got to do a window during Christmas at the original Barney's for the Louis Vuitton. Uh, they were doing this, uh, uh, like, like, and the, the best part, I don't have to serve one customer, right? It's crazy. <laughs> and so I set up this window. I had like 2,000 loaves of bastone, which is my favorite, like Italian bread with the sesame mm-hmm. seeds. And I set those up in there and, you know, uh, uh, hundreds of branches of dried Sicilian oregano. Mm-hmm. Called a bunch of my friends and Dickies decked us all out in all white. Nike got us all sneakers, you know, we were all wearing Air Force Ones and we did an, an art installation pulling fresh mozzarella for Louis Vuitton in the original Barney's during Christmas time. It was That's insane. It was it really one of the <laughs> insane of the, to say out loud. 
I forget sometimes and I'm like, oh my God, did that happen? Right. And yeah, that was just, just, just the best, just the best. Uh, what, a, what an experience and so grateful for people like Rob, you know, like, mm-hmm. like it's without, without folks like that, giving folks like us a shot to do something absolutely insane is like, you know, I got, I got to say grateful too much, man, but it's like, I can't say it enough. I really can't say it enough. Well, speaking of which, what's next? What are you looking forward to in 2024? Oh, 2024, guys. 2024 is going to be the result of literally two and a half to three years of seed sowing. Um, you're going to see a lot with my garlic bread. You're going to see the launch of my first book with Harper Collins called Parm to Table. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Come, oh man. And, and I'm going to be able to not just highlight everything that I, I talk about when I talk about growing up in New York City and in Ponza, Italy, but I'm also going to be able to highlight friends, mm-hmm. the people that inspire me. And there's other things that I can't even talk about that I can't even <laughs> believe are real, like in the vein of like that Louis Vuitton expo. Like, um, I'm not going to lie, Jamie, it's been a really hard couple of years, right? Going all in on yourself is, mm-hmm. is a, is a hard, scary thing, especially when, when you, you have a family that, that is looking to you for support, right? And I go back to like, my wife, Sherry, believing in me, like when you realize when like you're lost, I, at least I would have been lost without if my wife didn't believe in what I and we were trying to build. And and I know that it's it's hard. It's hard. For, it's been very hard for her. It's been hard for me to be able to put forth the version of of myself that I want the world to, to see and, and what I want to build my company around. Right. Mm-hmm. And to see it, that's why I say, you know, seed sowing two three years of seed sowing of just of, of building relationships, being like almost just like, like annoyingly consistent on an idea. Right. And, and, and identifying those forks in the road that, occur when you're trying to build something that it'd be very easy at those forks to just say, uh-uh, I'm going to go take a job. I'm mm-hmm. going to take a, all right, I'll take one of those restaurant investors. Let me go open a restaurant. One of these guys like, uh, and veer off the path, right? The path of what, you know, the goal that you set for yourself uh, six months, a year, two years earlier. And only because I'm, I'm in it, if anyone takes anything from all the words I'm throwing at you, it's like if try to be able to identify those moments when you hit those mm-hmm. forks and it's not going to be one of those forks. There's going to be a few of them and like, <laughs> like stay the course man. you know, stay the course and, and, and believe in yourself. All the cheesy things you hear only start to make more and more sense as you're living it. It feels easy. Mm-hmm. Everyone would do it. Stay true to yourself. I mean, they name a <laughs> hundred of them. There's they're a reason all why. True. They're all like, oh my God, they're all, yeah. It, it's like, you know, you don't listen when, when you're younger. You're like, you know, you know everything. And it's just like, <laughs> I, I love learning. I love evolving. I love learning more about myself. I love trying to be better. It's really important. I want to be better every day. I'm, I'm trying to lose weight and it's so hard. I struggle with it so bad, dude. You know, and it's like, I want to do it. It's all I think about, but God, I love eating pizza specifically <laughs> at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I got to stop doing that. I got to go, go to Scars, like go to Scars for lunch uh, and like don't eat scars. pizza at night. Yeah. Love Scars. Well, I am so excited to see all of these seeds that you've been sowing grow into beautiful, beautiful trees that are around for a very long time. So best of luck to you. And it's been so great catching up. We are going to finish off with uh, a few rapid fire questions. And then we have one final question before we let you go. All right. Sneaker you're putting on most these days. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, I'm rediscovering stuff that I haven't looked at like in years. So that's kind of my rotation. Well, my current rotation right now is like these crazy Air Max Mountaineers from 2020. We got Action Bronson, New Balance collab here. 
We have Concepts, Orange Lobsters. We have Neck Face, Nike Dunks. That's sort of like my current like rotation. Okay. And, and like, yeah, sneakers are a problem. I know you're supposed to be quick fire. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, sneaker, sneakers are a problem in our house as well. So oh, yeah, I, it's an issue. I, I feel Ooh. you. Yeah. Actually, Set Justin. size. Yeah, I will. I will. He started buying me sneakers so that he could, you know, sneak his purchases by me a little easier. <laughs> very. This guy is is on point. He is like very. Listen, I, I, if if I wasn't blessed enough to have just you know great relationships where sneakers you know gratefully show up, um, <laughs> my wife would have would have. Kick my my butt out a long time ago for the amount of sneakers that are that are in the studio at the house in storage. It's like, oh my god! Uh, all right, Kita Kita Perfect Pasta Sauce. Quality ingredients and love. Mm-hmm. Most used app on your phone. Splice. <laughs> Last thing you had to Google. Well, now I use ChatGPT for that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what, what's the last thing you searched on ChatGPT? The last thousand years of the history of Ponza uh, in under 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Incredible. Music you always listen to in the kitchen. Mana. Uh, if you weren't a chef, you'd be a what? Jamie, I've wanted to be a chef since the first grade. I don't know. <laughs> Okay, fair. Fair enough. All right. Our last question is not rapid fire. And you have answered this before. I I doubt either of us remember what your uh, answer for this was. But I also thought it would be fun to maybe take a little bit of a holiday approach with this one. So the question we ask everybody is what would be on the menu for your perfect food day? So we want to want you to take us through breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, you know, it's your day. There's no rules. You can travel, time travel, whatever you want to do. But um, so let's keep it in the holiday theme. Donuts and coffee from Coffee Ann in Westport, Connecticut. Okay. What kind of donuts? Uh, they fry all of like specifically like their crullers and, and mm. their like fritters and um, their, their chocolate glazed like cruller mm-hmm. is my favorite. And even though it's like a 30 minute drive from where I am. I love Westport, Connecticut during Christmas time because mm-hmm. it's like this one part in Saugatuck where they, they I think Al, Al, a big Al de Guido like covers it in Christmas lights and like uh-huh. lights it up. So like specifically during Christmas time, I'm like, hey, babe, like let's take a ride up to Coffee Ann like before they close you know, <laughs> later part of the day and just kind of like hang out around there. And it's one of my favorites for and that's breakfast. But that'd be okay. that'd be like my favorite breakfast. Okay. What about lunch? What are you doing for lunch? Lunch is probably a Sicilian slice from Sorrento's um, on Williamsbridge Road near Morris Park in the Bronx, cut in a diagonal with a uh, cream soda. That's mm-hmm. my. That's been my favorite lunch since I was a kid. So the Sicilian from Sorrento's with a cream soda. And what are we doing for dinner? Silvio's. <laughs> okay, so what are you getting at Silvio's? You're getting the shrimp parm, or are you getting something else? Yeah, you're obviously going to start with you know baked clams and fried calamari because we're not animal, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> some eggplant rollantini, shrimp scampi, all part of the you know stuffed mushrooms, you know the hot and cold antipasto game. Then obviously penne vodka, Silvio's focaccia, chicken marsala, shrimp parm, and a huge platter of potato croquettes, a pitcher of, of Gogagol, also known as Coca-Cola. <laughs> and are you happy? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In dessert on this epic food day. Dessert, my father's zabayon. Okay. What is oh, zabayon? No, no. Z- zabayon was, Jamie, I thought that my father invented it. Okay. <laughs> so we would go upstate New York hunting as kids and, and, and my father would bring like buckets and nails and different like, you know, power tools that he had, extra Extra, you know, I don't know how we found <laughs> these things. You always found them around the house, I guess. And what we would bring, we'd go up to these farms up in Columbia County, specifically like Bobby. I, I remember Bobby's farm. Bobby's farm was just like a couple thousand acre dairy farm. My dad would, this guy, Bobby was the farmer, was the sweetest guy. And my father would give him like a couple buckets of nails, tools, and he'd let us like go hunt on his property. And when we would leave, he always gave us fresh milk. Like the outside of that jug of milk, Jamie, smelled <laughs> like poop. Okay. It's not like a farm. And this milk was like, oh, was like dessert. Right. And we would get fresh eggs, which were harder to really come by back then. Like you couldn't go to a supermarket and get like f- these crazy, like free range, beautiful, nice packaging, $24, you know, a dozen <laughs> eggs. Right. Like, so that, you know, coming back home from those trips, that would be the only time that my father would make us a dessert called Wolvish Batud, right? And Wolvish Batud is near, it's a very, very Neapolitan way of saying beaten eggs, okay. right? And he would take the hand blender, he would take a couple egg yolks, add some sugar, maybe a teaspoon of like Marsala wine, and he would whip it up until it was like frothy and creamy and, and dense and light and all so good. And we would eat it with little espresso spoons, right? And he he would he wouldn't say that he didn't invent it, right? <laughs> but so years later, learning about zabayon, which is egg yolks, sugar, beat over a double boiler with some sort of wine, I was like, "Dad, wait a minute, you, you did not it, you silly goose, you didn't invent wolfish patud." But that right there, no. Listen, some of that zabayon poured over a piece of panettone is, you know, mm-hmm. is really incredible or a pandoro. I love a pandoro. So yeah, my father's wolvish batuda. Oh, well, that sounds absolutely perfect. And it was so fun getting to catch up with you, my friend, especially around the holidays and uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Jamie, we all love you. We love seeing you. We love hearing you and grateful, right? Again, just grateful mm-hmm. to talk to you. Thank you. And a reminder, you can catch Christian on Beat Bobby Flay Holiday Throwdown, December 12th at 9, 8 central. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. We love it when you do that. That's all for now. We'll catch you foodies next Friday. Bye.